jam, man. It's Fish doing David Bowie, which we're going to be listening to the fills all day today here on the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. All right, let's start this stuff out. If you don't know how it goes, it goes like this. A comedian does four minutes of material in front of a panel of listening and paying attention peers in their comedy realm here in San Francisco. And then after their four minutes, we have four minutes of comments. Uh, please remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. We are trying to be nice people, nice and respectful, etc., etc. Uh, so yeah, that's the way it works here on the Joke Workshop. So everybody get ready to pay attention to your first comedian coming up to the stage right now. I'm going to do four minutes of material. Everybody put your hands together. It's Paul Sanford. <laughs> for my stage presence. I have no stage right. I'm not afraid of the stage, but okay. I'm high class. I thought for my report, I would talk about my trip back east to visit my family. To start off with, I, I had to go in an airplane because obviously I'm too pretty to hitchhike. You know, well, hey, look. When I was 17 and hitchhiking, I always had a hand on my leg and an invitation to somebody's home. I mean, I was pretty, okay? I mean, I, I look at pictures of myself when I was 17, you know, and, and, 18, and people say, wow, did you get a lot of sex? I say, oh, I should have. Look at, oh, I was hot. I had hair, muscles, you know, the whole, I contact lenses. Oh, sweet. So, hi out there in comedy world. How are you doing out there, people listening to this show? This is the Joke Workshop. Anyway, I was, I, and I was hot. I was getting turned. I was looking at these pictures of myself at 17, and I was thinking, damn, I should have had sex. I should have had sex with everybody. I said, wow, I would have sex with that guy. And then I thought, you know, I did have sex with that guy. You know, thousands of times. It was, in fact, every time that guy had sex, I was there. It's, now we're getting existential and surreal. You know, I was going to write a book on existentialism, but it didn't seem really important to me. I was, I was going to write a book on surrealism, but the cat and the frog and the tinfoil, you know? I was going to write a book on democracy, but I got voted down. You know, I, you know I, hi. I was, I was going to write a book on comedy, but it just didn't have any punch. But anyway, so I was going on the trip, and I had to go on an airplane. If you go on an airplane, now you have to go through the insecurity, you know? Now, other people call it security, but it makes me really, really nervous because I think, to me, it's, it's like incarceration prep, you know. Stand there, do this, hello. And the guy says to me, take your belt, belt off. So I took my belt off and I'm standing there holding my pants up like this. And he comes over and he says, jack it off. <laughs> he says, jack it off, jack it off, jack it off. And I said, oh, 
it's a long time since I could do that three, four times in a row and in public, you know. I mean, back off, guy. So he, he goes on, and I'm supposed to raise my arms like this. I said, my pants will fall down. They said, that's okay, because if your pants fall down, then we get to frisk you, which, you know, and frisking, getting frisked in the airport, you know, that's the best action I've had in a month. You know, they, they really felt me up really nicely. But the reason they did it was because I had a dollar bill folded up in the bottom of my pocket, which means the 1% is going to find your last dollar, no matter what you do. And let me give you a tip. If it's crowded on the airplane, and I'm always crowded on the airplane, after a while, you just lean over to the person next to you and say, um, do you have a vomit bag? And you'll get the aisle seat. You know, they, they just jump up like they've been hit with cattle prods. They say, oh, you need a, you know, the stewardesses. No, they're not stewardesses. They're flight attendants. And one of them was, re and one of them was really hot, but he wasn't my type. But, you know, but it's, flying on the airplane is kind of scary because I'm bipolar and I never know what I'm going to do or say. You know, and I don't want to wind up in handcuffs. They say, put your bag up there. But the bag wouldn't fit. They said, so you have to check your bag. And I said, I'm not going to check my bag. It's got my medication in it. And you don't want to know me without my medication. So, you know, I, I and the, the, the flight attendant actually said, I don't know. Nobody listens to me, which was kind of scary in and of itself. But anyway, so I, I got there. I visited my family. Have you visited your family? Is your family as crazy as my family? It's nothing to brag about. I survived. I went to New York. I committed comedy. And that was my East Coast tour. Welcome, welcome. I'm back to San Francisco. Love you all. Thank you. Applause, applause. Thunderous applause. Thank you. Oh, Sanford. All right, guys. Uh, so the way it works now is that people go up to those two microphones in front or this little one over here with the orange bulb and... Comments. Comments for Paul Sanford. Things you liked. It's okay. Things that worked. You said anything you like. I liked the TSA joke. The which one? TSA. The okay. take your belt off and jack it off. Back up, yeah. back up. Oh, good, 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 good. But, you know. Yeah, okay. <coughs> good. The little dead air time here because we're moving around. Yeah. Um, I liked the I'm bipolar. I never know what I'm going to do or say. And uh -huh. I, I thought there was a lot of room for follow up on that, like yeah. some examples or what might happen on an airplane. Right. Yeah, Just, it seemed like a fun premise. It was a last more. minute thing to bring up and I didn't go with it. Yeah, okay. I like it. Yeah, okay, thank you. You, you think if I talk about being bipolar, it's cool? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, um,. I saw you perform this one at Brainwash yes. like a couple of nights ago. Uh -huh. I thought the whole jack me off, the jacket off thing uh -huh. was way better this time around because it was a little shorter and I, I thought you nailed it. I thought it was a lot better. So the second time was better. Yeah. Good, good, good. That's what we hope for. That's great to hear that you approve as you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. They don't know how bad it was then, see? <laughs> okay. Any other comments? I could write a book about this workshop, but nobody. Never mind. Never mind. All right, put I, your. I always thought I had a book in me, but I was just constipated. <laughs> Thank Everybody, you put your there. hands together, Paul Sanford. Yay! <laughs>
All right, your next comedian up. Uh, if anybody you know wants to take the seats in the front with those microphones right in front of them and and really be on the panel and pay attention, that that would be that would be just fantastic. Uh, but hey, guys, put your hands together for your next comedian, uh, the very young and funny Connor Doherty. Old enough to die for my country. Actually, I was old enough to die for my country a long time ago. Isn't that 18? Yeah, I've been that. I've been old enough to die for my country for a quarter of my life. I remember I had to fill out the draft thing, and you have to say where you found out about it. And I said at an air show. I'm just trying to mess up their numbers. Uh, what if they're just like pouring, like the. The armed services are just pouring all of their marketing dollars into air shows now. That would be cool. Oh, Paul Sanford was talking about the T the guys at the TSA, and I was also recently traveling, and I was just thinking, what would it be like if some aliens came down and just saw these humans going like, no metal, no metal. Is that like, it's some kind of security ritual or like, I don't know, could be mating. I don't know. I don't like flying. Uh, so I'm drinking coffee, um, not because I just wanted coffee at this time, it's just like an addiction, and I was just thinking how there are, you know, we have like very different associations with different kinds of addictions, like this one is pretty socially acceptable, but like I don't really want this coffee right now, I just know I won't function well without it, but like, it's just funny how like if you have money, your addiction can become a pastime you know like you can get into coffee or like get into wine or whatever you never hear about small batch single origin heroin but like with coffee or whatever it's fine like I would take coffee in like an IV drip some mornings you know I don't care who roasted it in some warehouse oh oh yeah I was also thinking about like other drugs, like, I think for people, you call, Pam called me a youngin. I'm a youngin-ish, relatively. I feel like for people my age, smoking cigarettes is now more taboo than smoking weed, which is like, I don't know, it's kind of funny to me. But I also just think that, uh, you know, like in San Francisco, I think we're, you know, we're effectively post-weed scarcity. Like, if you want weed, you can get weed. But I just, I'm worried that the kids are going to grow up and not understand what it was like to run out of weed, you know? <laughs> Like, that, you know, like when I was in high school, like, you would run out. And, like, I'm just worried that my kids, that I'm, you know, my hypothetical kids that I'm probably not going to have are, like, not going to know what a resin hit is, you know? <laughs> you know, that's, like, that's a part of life. Or, like, they're never going to stick a little tobacco in the bottom and rip a mound of keef, take a year off their life, you know? My kids won't know what that's like. Oh, uh, speaking of high school, so in high school, not only was I a jerk, but I was a loser, a combination of both. It's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> and so here is this phenomenon in microcosm. My friend was into graffiti. Like I grew up in the suburbs in Minnesota. Like there's not a lot of graffiti competition. You know, like, we watched some documentaries and stuff, but, like, it's not a vibrant scene. But anyway, he was into graffiti, but, like, so he, 
so I'm like an asshole. Like I'm complicit in this, but I'm a loser because I'm not even doing it. I'm just there standing watch. And so I'll just leave you with this. I kid you not, I couldn't have made this up if I wanted to. His tagger name was M-O-B, stood for Money Over Bitches. And it's just like, it makes it seem like we had the choice, you know? It's like, really, what are we doing? We're either working for minimum wage or like playing video games in a basement. There was no, you know, there was, oh, I have this money and these bitches, like I'm gonna take the money every time. No, we didn't have either, it was dumb. Okay, I'm done. Connor Doherty, comments. I, I always like to tell people what I liked and ask them to do more of it. And what you were talking about, how old you were, how old you were in the past, how old you are in the future, and that kind of gave structure to it. And I think if he had kind of underlined the age just a little bit more, it would have kept, you know, it, it would have given that structure more. I felt it. Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of going with it because no, no. Pam. How old are young. you? You yeah, look young. Right. right. 24? Ah, see? It's really, really young. To be fair, six, I did in that set say six years was a quarter of my life, so. Oh, I'm not good at math. But when you you discover something like that, that you're going to do the ages thing, then keep it as a structure, okay? And when when you said I'm old enough to die for my country, did that come out of her saying you were young? Yeah. Yeah, well, kind of, maybe if you had repeated that she said you were young. Okay. It would help me because it was really good that I'm old enough to come die for my country just came completely out of left field. Yeah. But maybe it's even better if it doesn't come from left field. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. And, and, and could you make up a word that combines jerk and loser? That, you know, I'm a bubba. which is jerk and loser. It's too bad you're not Jewish because a juicer would be a lot would be a lot of fun. You know, and then you can call yourself a that. <laughs> Yeah. But you can only make that joke if you are a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I get to say that one. I think the anti-defamation league will start coming to my open well, mics. <laughs> maybe you were a dork and a loser. Maybe you were a nerd and a loser. You know. Paul. Maybe you were a. Why are you calling me all these names? <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you know. I guess usually you call me like a a cunt. You call me a lot of things, Paul. No, I. You're calling yourself names, and to make up a yeah. fun new name okay. is I just entertaining. It. Yeah, okay. okay. This is constructive criticism. Stephanie's yeah. next. Wait, Stephanie's next. Thank you, Pam. Uh, the young stuff, that was good, because that was obviously off the cuff, and that was, that was great. So did you really find out? I mean, when you signed up for the draft, did they ask you where, how you found out about the draft? Yeah. But that's I, I've really never, funny. I've never been to an air show. But that's but a really funny question. Yes. Like, how did you find out about the draft? Oh, on the internet. Yeah. Like, expand that. That's really good. Um, and the coffee stuff is great. Like, maybe talk talk about what happens if you don't get coffee. Like, I literally get a migraine. Like, yeah. I have an actual migraine. Like, so what happened? Like, you know, make it big, act it out. And then also you, you said, like, what if you could get artisanal heroin? Because you can get artisanal marijuana. Right, and I went. I went right there. It's like well, you get, it, roasting coffee is just like getting your favorite, like perfect marijuana. But what happens if you get artisanal her- heroin? Who's the guy that sells it to you? Where do they make it? How oh. is it packaged? <laughs> you know, and do an act out around that. Yeah. Okay. That was really funny. The small batch heroin, though. That yeah. I laughed pretty hard at that. You said something else that you may not be aware of. You said into and addicted. Yeah. And kind, I thought that was kind of funny that being into something and being addicted were. Two different states of being. Yeah. And there was something there. You know. Oh, I have no comments. Sorry. I can't put me in the chat. Uh, yeah, I 
just also wanted to echo what Stephanie said about the small batch heroin, and you can really, I think, add a lot to that just in terms of like the packaging and where you get it, and the like, you get like a foot massage when you pick it up, and all the whatever, whatever happens. I, I would do it then. Um, and then, oh, I also really liked the part about searching for weed and the kids not knowing what that's like. <laughs> and I thought that, or what they, you know, running out of weed. And I thought there were a lot of other things like what it's like to search for it and where you're getting it. And when you accident, like we would buy weed that was laced with PCP by accident. I don't think that happens anymore. Like just all the sort of like kids these days, I thought there was a lot to do with the weed. And then the other thing is the guy whose tag was MOB, like, was that the cool guy? Because that's, like, I think that's worth commenting on yeah. and joking about. Like, that's a guy who was cool, so either being a loser wasn't that bad or yeah. you were that big of a loser. Like, you know, whatever way you want to go yeah, with it. Okay. Yeah, but I liked a, all those That's things. a good way to put it. Right on, everybody. Clap for Connor Doherty. Yay! Yay! All right. Your next comedian, she runs a show at Brainwash once a month. Uh, it's called The Real Housewives of Comedy. And it's what the Thursday, Wednesday, second, when I'm making it. It's always it. moving, actually. It's always, we don't always know. moving. The next one is Tuesday, February 9th, though. Tuesday, February 9th. You guys put your hands together right now. It's Liz Stone. Thanks, guys. I want to tell you about a super fun rape story that I have. Um, yeah. No, definitely don't need to be uncomfortable because uh, this is a story where I come out very victorious and while there are tears, they are not mine. So uh, I have a super fun rape story because I am a woman who attended college and that is what happens. And, but I am very lucky because I encountered the most incompetent rapist of all time. This guy could not get anything right. He was really a failure on all fronts. So first of all, I was able to push this guy off of me with one arm. For those of you who cannot see me, I am a very, very small woman. If I can push you off with one arm, you should not be considering violent crimes. You should be looking into a white collar crimes, you, like some tax evasion or a Ponzi scheme. You just fare a lot better with the SEC. Or if you're gonna go the violent crime route, you really need to do some training first. So he was just not prepared physically for the whole situation. And then when I aggressively confronted him about why what he had done was wrong, he started crying. Yes, it's, it's sad to see a grown man cry no matter what the circumstances. And I'm a very nice person, and when I see people crying, I wanna you know, console them, which leaves me like looking at this guy and being like, oh man, it's okay. Like, you just get back up on that horse. You're gonna find someone smaller and sleepier. It'll be okay. Like, you just, you just try again. But before I had time to focus too much on what to do with the grown man crying in front of me, I realized the soundtrack he had put on for this, which was the soundtrack to the musical for Phantom of the Opera. Which, yeah, I mean, I don't know what an ideal rape soundtrack is, okay? I don't know what the top 10 songs are. If you go to Spotify and you're like, I need a party Saturday night rape soundtrack, or I need like Thursday night acoustic, more mellow soundtrack. I don't know what's on there, but it's not a Broadway musical. And it's not even the rapey Broadway musical, Phantom of the Opera. That is, that's just not a sexy time song. And 
I'm like, okay, this is this guy is ridiculous. And I came out of that event very untraumatized, uh, actually quite pleased with myself for my self-defense skills. But the thing is, is I don't know what happened to this guy. I don't know his last name, so I can't Google him. And what worries me is that this guy might be out there in the world at large making more money than me. That would be... (laughs) Because I am type A. I get my shit done, okay? Like, how is this guy out there making more money than me? He's definitely not in sales because he's not a closer. He... Right? He's not doing physical labor. He's not in WWF. Like, he's not, he's not doing anything with his body. And we know he's definitely not a DJ, okay? So if this guy, if this guy is out there, you know, making millions and is a CEO of some company, then I will actually be traumatized. That, then I will put on Phantom of the Opera and slip my wrists in the bathtub. Thank you. Yay! A wonderful, complete story by Liz Stone. Comments? Uh, hilarious as usual, but uh, it's WWE now. WWF is long gone because of a huge like lawsuit they had. Okay. It's now uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. Got it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> good, good note, Mauricio. Uh, I really like that you put us at ease. Right? I think you could do a little more of that. Okay, I, I, as a guy... I just wanted just a little more assurance that you were going to be okay, you know, and 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 uh, a little more, just a little more hint of what he actually tried to do. Oh, okay. He tried to put his dick in my vagina without. (laughs) (laughs) I'll specify twice. Well, (laughs) but you know, you said you pushed him off of the top of you, right? So just. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm interrogating you. What did he really do? Yeah. He just no, wants no, to know if it. your titties were out or not. That's... <laughs> <laughs> just later. Was it. that terrible? That was worse than the rape itself, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll make it creepier. I have a point taken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move away from that. Uh, so how minor and petty this comment is should speak to how much I like the bit overall. But just on like the big punchline where it's like he's making more money, uh, it should be than I am, not than me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, but like, but so I only mention it because it's like a big punchline and also like I really like the rest of the bit. So that was like literally all I had to say. Got it. I will correct my grammar so that I can make more money than him. Thank you. <laughs> than he does. Than he does. Wow. Money than he makes. Damn. Comedians suck at grammar. That's my takeaway. Yeah. But, but that's it, a rough criticism. In your in your defense, as a comedian, you're a poet, and poets are masters of the language. And Thank since you. you're cha- you can change the language, so you could actually change the grammar. You have that power because you have the microphone. Thank you, Pam. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I was just hoping there's some way you can make this guy like. Oh, it turns out he's responsible for the housing bubble or something like that. Like make him some like mega uber loser to coin a phrase. But if nobody else is going to say it, it was an exceptionally well-crafted and tight piece. Thank you. Know? you. And, it, you know, anything to be said is mostly appreciation. <laughs> no, no, look, you know, it was, a, it was a well-crafted bit, all right? Thank you. It was a well-crafted cunt. I don't care. You know, but it, you know, but, but it was really noticeable that you had shaped it really well. And, and so there isn't, there isn't much to do but appreciate it. 
Can I can I ask you guys a question? The the one spot where I really feel like there's room for more of a joke is that he put on Phantom of the Opera, where which is a rapey musical, and I, I, got, I feel like I, I don't I laughed, deal with that enough. I I laughed at it because I know the opera. I mean, maybe sing a little clip from it because it is creepy. He yeah. wears a mask and he I finds the it. pretty ballerina. Well, I know the I know, story, so I know that I know that's my I, failing, I think, but I didn't get it. I think the thing about that one is that the people who get it will really get it, and they'll feel so it. superior to the people who didn't get it. Okay. Okay. That it's just kind of a little gimme to those people who get it. Okay. Find a good line from one of the creepier songs and yeah. just sing that song. Okay, I'll right? do that because that is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever yeah, encountered. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then singing it really drives home just how uh, over the top that musical is as well. <laughs> oh, I could work on some singing training and add that in. Okay, thanks. I like that. <laughs> I have to learn to sing first, but I like the whole oh, idea. Uh, uh, the people in it are usually terrible. Perfect. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Michael Crawford. Uh, you guys, that was great. Everybody put your hands together for Liz Stone. Thank Yay! You. Oh! Oh! All right, it is a rock block of female comedians. Uh, excited for your next comedian. Uh, you can see her at the Hubba Hubba Review, where she takes clothes off and uh, dances all burlesque. But she's also a really, really funny lady, and you're going to laugh at her jokes right now. Put your hands together. It's Katie Carnes. I didn't know I was next until she said, you can see her take her clothes off. I was like, that's got to be me. Unless anyone else? It's so much easier to take your clothes off than talk, I gotta tell you. <sighs> I'm so much more nervous when I get up here. Hi guys, how you doing? I, um, I like eye contact. I know, I know. I mean, I like when people give me their eye contact. I don't like when people look into my eyes. You know, it's, but I love, and people don't look at, look at each other anymore. You know, we're on our phones and, and all the things and we're all disconnected in the city and, um, it's rare for someone to like look in your eye and like have a conversation, right? But again, I don't want you to look into my eyes because like the eyes of, are the, like the window to your soul, right? And I feel like if you look in there long enough and deep enough, you can see someone's like spirit animal, you know? You got a good spirit animal. You don't. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. But if you look into my eyes, you'll just realize that I, um, I'm kind of just like a shaking little chihuahua, you know? <laughs> it's bad, but I am, I really am. Or maybe like I'm more of a panda. I like pandas better. Just a thought. <laughs> pandas, um, there's, uh, they're like becoming extinct and then, so all these um, pandas in habitat are, are not having sex, right? And so all these pandas are not having pandas. It's becoming a thing. People are like, oh shit, we gotta get some pandas. And so um, what they've done is made panda porn so that the pandas watch the porn and then they start making more pandas, right? Like this is a thing. And so I went to the sex museum in San, oh no, in New York when I was there a couple weekends ago and just walking by, whatever. Sex museum, awesome. And uh, in the end of it, there was like animal porn. And then, so I watched panda porn and I feel really gross about it. Oh. I know. I feel real gross about it. Oh. I just need to tell somebody so I don't feel so crazy, you know? I think everyone's crazy. Don't you? Yes. Everyone's crazy. I think that if you can admit it, you're not as crazy. What do you think? No? I'm, fe I'm feeling like that's true. 
So I'm crazy. Hey, how you doing? And I say that to people all the time. You know, like, ah, I'm crazy. It's just me, crazy Katie, you know? And then I had a friend be like, oh, it's just crazy Katie. And I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Did you call me crazy? Don't call me crazy. Only I can call me crazy. It's bad. Um, so what was I going to tell you? There was like so many things to say, but now I can't say them. It's not funny. Um, sleepovers. That used to be a thing. They used to be so pure, right? I love sleepovers. It was such a thing. You, do you remember sleepovers? It was a good time. You had your little sections. There was like food and like braiding hair and nails, you know, and like watching whatever. Um, and then I had a sleepover this weekend with some friends. It was just like this random, like, let's all hang out. And then just spent the night at her house, who's married now. So life is getting weird, you know? So we were there, like, hanging out, and we, like, started braiding each other's hair, and, but it got weird because we were, like, picking each other's chin hairs, you know, and, like, there's, now there's, like, a dab station. It's, like, way different, but kind of weirdly the same. So that was weird. Sleepovers. They're kind of fucked up. I remember being a teenager. I was a little bitch. What about you guys? You guys weren't? Horrible people as a child, as a child, no. You were, I know. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> um, well, I went on a train cross country last couple of weeks, and we thought it was gonna be awesome. You know, we just like thought about like the like, train, like the food carts and all the things, and I thought like someone would come by with like a napkin over their forearm, be like, uh, "What do you want, Mademoiselle?" You know, and then no, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. All we got was, what do you want? And then we got the food, and it was like one molecule away from being plastic. It was terrible, you guys. Don't do it. Because you've seen this post. You've seen the Facebook post for like, go across country, $230. It's amazing. You see the country and the things. No, we saw like three mountains. The rest was flat. America shit. <laughs> Only San Francisco and New York is cool, so I just want to say that. Um, and I think that's all I got for you guys tonight. Katie Garns. Oh, good, st I, good stuff. I really like your premises. Um, the spirit animal premise, I think there's a lot there that you can mm -hmm. work with. I really want to hear what, where you go with that. Mm -hmm. I think an idea is like, you have a lot of bad spirit animals so that when you say, yours is good, you're a cat. Yours right. is bad, you're a baboon with a big red ass. Right. Something. So it's just like, you can have a lot of them in someone that looks like that. Like, oh, you're a gorilla, whatever. You know, it's just all going to be there. You know? It's like, and then, you know, do you have a story about someone where you said their spirit animal was this, and then this thing happened. So right. like, really flesh it out, because that's like spirit, that's funny shit. Um, and the other thing, the panda jokes, mm -hmm. like, you watch panda porn, and that's funny, but there's, you need more punch to it. Like, I watched this panda porn, and then I needed to go out and buy a bamboo dildo. You know, so, like, or, or like I needed to smoke out of a bamboo bowl, or then right. I found myself like, you know, hanging out with a bunch of black mm -hmm. and white. What some just what something? What did it do the, to yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, that. I mean, it's right. like, well, it was when it was weird. That's it was really weird. It was weird. <laughs> it was so weird to find myself, you know, climbing into the zoo and right. cuddling up with pandas. Um, so there's that. Uh, yeah, that, that was. That, and the rest was really good. I like the sleepover thing. Mm -hmm. You know, just mm -hmm. tighten it up. It's it just like, out, yeah. yeah. Instead of braiding our hair, we were tweezing each other's chin hairs. Yeah, right, right. That's, Okay, good job. Which is really fucked up. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I agree with those comments. I think um, some of your jokes could benefit from added detail. Mm -hmm. Like the panda porn, definitely. I, like there was a lot of suspense, but then um, 
Like, I can guess what panda porn is and what would happen, but I would like for you to tell me. Right, okay. Uh, I'd also, you I don't know. panda porn. I, love the, I also love the idea of a panda porn with a plot, like a panda comes over to fix another panda's cable and then <laughs> thinks it's sexy. <laughs> That's just really interesting to me. Uh, yeah. I also think... Plots. Um, I really liked your joke about you call yourself Crazy Katie and then your friend called you crazy. I hate that shit. Right. And then you're like, no one calls me that. I get to call me crazy. I, I think it, you could take it an extra step and tell her what you would do to her if she ever called you crazy again oh. in a very crazy manner. Show her how crazy I can get. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like an, an extra detail to like make it uh, make a picture in our heads. All I right. That would be a, that's a good premise. Just real quick, this, the word I think you're looking for on the crazy is denial. Mm. People who are in denial over being crazy, you say. Oh yeah, I was like, I am not in denial. The word denial. I know okay, this. but first and foremost. The yeah. precious thing that you have is something that people don't develop until late. You really like the audience, and we really like you. I, and you're having guy. fun, and you're playful with us. Mm -hmm. You know, when you did the crowd work, it was playful. Okay. It was not attack. Right. It was fun. And that is a precious, precious quality to well, keep. thank you. And when you go over and say, what more do I have to say? You know, you can say, what more do I have to Because all of you are so interested. Yeah. You know, right. and I want to share it with you, okay? Because okay? you have that quality. All right, I'll that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, a few. Um, okay, so when you say um, look in crazy eyes, right? You said eccentric eye contact. You're making crazy eye contact. I know. And I think it would be a maybe a little funnier if you use an example of what your okay. eye contact's like. Like, you take your glasses right. off and look nuts. I don't know. Just okay. an idea. Um, another one, panda porn. You talk about panda porn's gross, but I think it'd be funny if you're like, I can watch panda porn. Kinda That's like disgusting. That. But I can watch... All 28 episodes of Botched or whatever, right. something like that. <laughs> um, sleepovers versus now and then. What does a sleepover mean? Right? Like you talk about what the meaning of a sleepover mm -hmm. is, either girl on, girls with girls or like getting ready to sleep with a dude. Like that's a right. whole undertaking. Two different things. Um, right. Another one is spirit animals, maybe more, exa more exaggerated con like concept of what that is because the idea is kind of silly, right? Right. Spirit animal is kind of bullshit, right? You could either go two no. directions with it. Like, like for example, my spirit animal is the animal on the, the pack of American spirits. <laughs> right? Awesome. That would be another Mine to too. That's crazy. Yeah, Yuri. We, we have to cut them off because we we're we running out of time, but that was really Thank great. You. you guys great comments. Put your hands together again. Katie Carnes. We have a big thank you, Liz. Great story, great set. Thanks for being here. All right, your next comedian, she gives some of the best comments here on the Joke Workshop. Uh, she's so kind with punchlines to other comedians, and she has so many of her own. Put your hands together right now. It's Stephanie Silverman. I just that I could have told her that I am safe and warm. Thank you. Give it up for Pam. I love that she does this. Uh, and she does it extremely well. Okay, I got some, some new shit, some shitty shit. Uh, David Bowie died when, so sad, so sad. You know, it was really kind of rude the way he did it. It was like rude that he died, you know, because like he, okay, no album in forever. Then he puts out this album and it's completely inscrutable. No one knows what the hell it is. And people are like, yeah, I think it's maybe a little bit shitty. And then he fucking dies, right? And he knew he was going to die. He didn't tell anyone he was going to die. He didn't tell anyone he had cancer. He didn't tell anyone that this is a swan song. So like anyone that gave honest, an honest critique of this album now feels like a complete piece of shit. <laughs> Super rude. Super rude. Um, I used to like really love David Bowie. I would uh, like I remember like the first time I was into him was like I was like 11 and a half and I was starting to get really interested in sex and I wanted to have sex with David Bowie and I wanted David Bowie to be my first sex affair. Like I wanted him to be the, my first guy and like I had would fantasize about 
tell, telling him, like, he'd say, we better get a condom. And I'd say, we don't have to. I don't have my period yet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this is what an actual fantasy that I had. And now, like, David Bowie is not, like, physically, he is so not my type. I mean, intellectually, I think we're pretty well matched. But um, I would never have sex with someone like David Bowie. I think he's probably way too short. Um, it's, it's hard if you're tall. Like, I'm not, I'm not really tall. People think I'm tall, and they're really surprised when I say I'm only 5'7", I guess, because I have such a tall personality. Um, <laughs> but it can be difficult to find a tall man. And I used to think, um, like, my sister is really tall. She's, like, 5'10", and she's gorgeous, and she's 40. Um, and she's had trouble finding quality boyfriends. So now she's going out with a guy who's, like, um, he's 5'7", uh, and he wears, like, little tiny horn rim glasses and vests all the time. He, he's got this big belly and he kind of looks like a stockbroker from the 1920s. You know, kind of like, buy low, sell high, gonna jump out a window when the depression crashes, ah! You know, and he's just like kind of a funky guy, but I'm happy for it because I think it's gonna work because like what he brings to the table is like a lot of money and no children. Um, but I used to really want to be with a tall man uh, and I've had a lot of tall boyfriends and then I realized that tall does not equal does not equal good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so tall is no longer a priority. The only thing that really matters is uh, weight. Uh, he has to weigh more than I do. Uh, my current boyfriend is five seven and three quarters, but he definitely weighs outweighs me by thirty pounds. So do the math. That's, that's good. Okay. Where was I going with that? I forget. Um, maybe I'll just go with the new premises. So. He, oh, he definitely weighs more than I do, and he gained weight over the holidays, and he's kind of, like, he wants to lose the weight, and I'm like, don't, don't lose it, sweetie, because, like, he's got this little gut now, and when we have sex, it just, like, hits me in the, just the right place, so it's like, well, sex is way, it's kind of better. He's like, so, and I, I'm like, don't lose weight, I'm, like, enjoying sex more. He's like, sweetie, I really don't think it's healthy for me to keep this weight on, so just so that you can have better sex. I'm like, wait a second, maybe we could just get a prosthetic stomach. Do you think there's, do you think there's a market for that? Like in the in the like uh, like good vibrations, there's you know they have all the women friendly dildos. Just like he's got an extra stomach, and I just uh, grind against it. Um, oh shit, time is time is flying. Um, okay, did you guys know that you can buy fake man buns on like the internet? Like there's you can get a Groupon for fake man buns. Like you know no, like not man buns, which I would like, but uh, like a fake man bun. And like who's buying fake man buns? It's like a fake mullet for hipsters or something. Um, I just, and I just thought I'd, uh, just a, one other little tidbit, uh, there's the Powerball jackpot thing. I was just reading that if you had $584 million, you could buy all the possible combinations. But you can't do that, because it would take nine years if you bought one ticket per second to get all the combinations. So I, that's, I don't have a joke about that. I was hoping one would happen as I said those facts because I thought that was really interesting that it is physically impossible to buy all the combinations. You couldn't do it. It would take nine years if you bought one combination a second. That's crazy. Um, okay, that's, I got the, the beep, so that's it. So, what, you, what you got? Yay, Stephanie Silverman! Yay! Well, you, did, you, you said the things that, about David Bowie, but you forgot to mention you wouldn't have sex with him because he's dead. There's Which that. is kind of an obvious little twist. There's that. Yeah. Well, but you don't know that that's why I wouldn't have sex with him. <laughs> but, but that's worth it. I, but no, but you know, it just, it just, it, you could fit that into the conversation. Necrophilia, always funny. Well, and by the way, David Bowie and I are the same age. Oh, well. Not anymore. Well, he's dead. <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> so I'm 5'5", five, five, 150 pounds, and I think your set was terrible. 
Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. It was a great set. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so I was going to say I wanted David Bowie. Like, it would be funny if you say I wanted David Bowie to be my first sex or say it in a way that sounds like a little girl would think sex is like. Oh, okay. Like, literally, like, like my describing. My first intercourse. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like, you're, you're, like, I don't know, stripping the labyrinth doll or whatever, make it up. And just be like, imagine whatever you think sex would be like. And if it's completely wrong, it sounds completely the way a little girl would say it. It might okay. be really funny. Um, I have a tall personality. That's a really good joke. I liked it a lot. More, more of those I think are great. Um, boyfriend gained weight over the holidays. So don't lose weight because it would be like having a bumper on when you're bowling. Is that basically what you're saying? Like his fat is like a cushion that like makes things easier. It makes them feel better. Right. So, but it makes you feel better, not him, right? So right. So one thing in your relationship that makes you feel better and him worse. Yes. Like, so you can flip that around and like use all the things that make women feel bad in the relationship. And so one thing you can hold on to. I don't know. Oh, right. Like I, get, like, I get a Brazilian for you. Maybe you can yeah, keep exactly. some fat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. Okay. It's, it's twofold. <laughs> but I'm sh- Also, the... <laughs> <laughs> They definitely don't sell prosthetic uh, guts at the sex store, but they do sell prosthetic butts. You always just strap that to the front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you sell man buns. Prosthetic. And maybe you could the call front. the g- prosthetic. You could call it a falsy. A padded stomach. Uh, okay. I don't know. All right. Well. we'll maybe. See. I mean, what you have is very good. You get a butt implant. Like Kim Kardashian, yeah, but on his stomach. Yeah, silicone stomach implant, yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. Sweet. You guys, put your hands together. Stephanie Thank Silverman, you. yay! Yay. You guys are listening to the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Just want to take this opportunity to let you know that the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 is happening March 2nd through 6th. And uh, tickets are available now. If anybody wants to volunteer, I will give you a day pass. If you want to run the door for me, that would be great. Your next comedian is a very funny man, and I hope that you guys laugh wildly for him. Put your hands together. It's Yuri Kagan. Happy New Year. Are we still saying that? Like, I never know when to stop saying that, right? Like, if I was listening to Hallmark, I'd be like, uh, Merry Christmas? I don't know. Well, that's one down. All right. Uh, my uh, 2015 was a shitty year. Can we get started on that? It was, I'm, I'm going to just talk all about 2015. It was fucking shit. In 2015, I talked to my grandmother for the first time after a 10-year family fu- feud. Now she has dementia. So um, what that goes to prove is hold a grudge, hold it long, and soon they'll forget about it. Yeah. Last year, I found out my dog, Rhoda, has HPV. Um, Don't worry, I'm not going to break up with her. That's very judgmental. You guys are very judgmental. You guys are almost as judgmental as the Planned Parenthood I brought her to. Okay. Um, 2015 was the year of Trump. Enough said. That's it. That's the whole joke. Um, Last year, uh, my boyfriend had cataract surgery. We're both in our 30s. The year before, um, I had hip surgery. Um, so this year, we're just hoping for a low-T commercial. Shit is getting real, real fast. Um, uh, gay marriage, are we still happy about that? Yeah. Uh, have, you ever, have you ever noticed... F- shut the fuck up. Have you noticed that like the people that are the most excited about gay marriage are straight girls and that one gay dude we all know that will never get married? 
right? It's the one dude that will never have a prospect to ever get married. But they're always like, yay, gay marriage. It's never like a happy couple. The way I found out about gay marriage, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to remember this in order. Uh, my my uh, boyfriend's really obsessed with marriage, right? Uh, okay, I'm good. I totally fucked this up. No, blah, 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 gay marriage. Okay, I've never wanted to get married. I just like being right all the time, right? Like, I just don't get it. I don't get why people want to do it, but my boyfriend's really obsessed with it, right? He was saying that traditionally, when you get married, your ring is supposed to be worth three months' salary. That traditionally, if I choose to propose, which I won't, that if I choose to propose, then maybe I should do it while I'm still a comic, right? <laughs> Keep the bar low. Um, I fucked that one up. All right. Uh, 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 uh. So the w another thing we did last year is on Christmas Eve, it was uh, my boyfriend's grandmother's memorial. So we went to the ocean. It was me, him, ocean cliffs. So really could only go one of two ways, right? Either really somber or really sexy times. Like one of the two. One of the two. And we're sitting there and he's like, hey, babe. And he reaches in his pocket and he's like, I want to show you something. And I was like, I've already seen that. Thank you. And he was like, no, no, no. And he like, shows me the, this box with a ring in it. He's like, will you marry me? And it was at that moment I realized that I am like a cat, right? I see something shiny, I just lose my shit. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. I was so excited, right? So now we're getting married, yay, right? Whatever, whatever. So then I text my mom a photo of me wearing the ring before it was sized. And my mom was like, that's nice, but why are you wearing a bracelet? Okay, I have tiny little little hands, little baby hands. And I was like, that's not nice, mom. My hands are so small that I should be working in a sweatshop. Does that make sense? Like, my hands are tiny. My hands are so small that Jared from Subway is like, oh, the, I'm his biggest fan, you know? I don't know. Um, all right, I'll tell you a few more. Uh, so when I, t so my mom, uh, when I text her again, I was like, so we're, we're she, uh, the ring, like it's a ring. And she was like, what does that mean? And I was like, we're getting married. And her response is, thank you. Because apparently it's all about her, right? Um, I just skipped to some other stuff. So my mom, my mom called me a couple of days in, right? She thought she thinks that she's the one getting married. She's obsessed, right? She calls me up and she's like, "Do you have a prenup?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, right." I was like, "A prenup for what?" And she's like, "You know, the comedy money." And I was like, "What comedy money?" I was like, "He can have all five dollars of it. It's fine." It's fine. And then another thing my mom said was, uh, please promise me you're not going to wear white to the wedding. Right? And I was like, why are you going to be wearing white? And she's like, no, two gay men wearing white? No one will believe it. Uh, my mom's a bitch. That's a lot funnier. Chill the fuck out. Loosen your assholes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Keep it going for Yuri Kagan. All right. Comments here. Joke workshop comments. I know he's perfect. It's hard because it was so he's so funny and everything works. It's, uh, just comment. I think you're killing it. That's amazing. <laughs> I thought you I thought you had some really good stuff there, man. Um, thank you. Coming from the gorilla. Okay. Can someone say something mean? I don't know how to take nice things. Say something really mean. Go fuck yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We all Thank love you. That's good. Joke. All right. Thank you. Well, how about this? Before you leave, tell us when your next show is. Plug a show. Since oh, you just. Um, I'm hosting for Tom Shalou, um January 21st at Stageworks. Awesome. Go see Yuri Kagan. Yay! 
And you guys, it's fine not to have comments because we have so many people on the list right now that what's going to happen is we're going to do comments up until the point where I see on the time that we just have four minutes left per comedian. But we do have a show coming in, uh, so we have to vacate at 7.50, just letting you know. So about 7.20, I'll stop with the comments and we'll all just, whoever's left just gets to do sets and be like, all right, this is it. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for the comments. Your next comedian coming up on the Joke Workshop. He used to ride his bike by here every day and now he doesn't anymore. And I sort of miss that. Uh, you guys are going to laugh at his jokes, though. Put your hands together. It's Marcelo Maldonado. Uh, I feel really good. No, that's not true. I feel uncomfortable, uh, but that's more because I bought my internet. Ah, fuck, God damn it. Never mind. Uh, I feel good. No, I feel good. Um, I feel like I'm getting a bit more fit. Like I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting in better shape. Because uh, my parents are slowly dying. <laughs> you notice that? Like, as your parents get older, you have to move more shit for them. <laughs> like, I have spent hours upon hours moving like rubber crates full of nonsense for my mom. You don't know how many. You know how many like small Latina women I had to move couches for over my childhood. Like all her friends. You know how weird it is to, to be staring across a sectional at my uh, my Tia Blanca's boyfriend Hank you know how weird that is uh, yes. <laughs> yeah all right Mauricio you get me <laughs> thanks bud <laughs> okay shut the fuck up dude <laughs> shut the fuck up I love you, uh, <laughs> you have completely thrown me off dude god damn it okay uh what do I still want? okay um Oh, uh, I have been going out with a couple of girls, and uh, every time... No, shut the fuck up. I'm not, do- I'm not done with my thought. <laughs> but, the, like, I will go out with girls, and more than a couple times, I have gotten a text right before, be like, hey, I'm real excited for our date this evening. Don't murder me, JK. <laughs> I've gotten that multiple times, and uh, I don't know what to do with that. Because, like, JK is a little bit confusing. It's, it's also a weird thing that each one of these girls who have said that to me also wanted me to choke them in bed. Like, that, like unprovoked. That's not my thing. But you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll play. I'll play the game. <laughs> you know? Um, but, um, <laughs> but, like, they'll send me texts like that, and I'm not sure if, like, it's JK, I don't think you're a murderer, or JK, please murder me. In which case, I don't think I'm down anymore. I don't think I want to hang out. Like, when I said Netflix and chill, it doesn't mean chilling murder scene. Like, I'm not (laughs) trying to kill you. I'm not trying to kill anyone. I've never been in a fight. That's for real. (laughs) I need my friend in the face one time, which is very impressive because he had, like, a solid foot and a half on me at the time. Is this actually working? It is. Cool. Okay. I just wasn't sure. (laughs) I usually usually speak in a loud volume, so (laughs) this will work either way. Um... What else? Oh, I got that honk, so that there's very little time for us left. Uh, if I can only remember the rest of my thoughts. Oh, yeah. In Florida, there are routinely times where people, where like burglars or any sort of criminal is being eaten by an alligator as they're fleeing the police. Like, this has happened a bunch of times, I found out. Like, it's gotten to the point where the alligators in Florida have the same amount of kills the police do. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Like, hey... Thanks, Detective Chompers. And then he just blinks both sets of eyelids. 
Alligators. You guys know alligators have two sets of eyelids? I do now. All right. My name is Marcelo. Thank you very much. Yay. Marcelo making us laugh and teaching us shit at the same time. Now I know. Two sets of uh, eye lashes not yep. eyelashes yeah, yeah. Watch <laughs> eye closers planet, what are they called <laughs> i don't have tv at my house i thought i think your jokes are very funny right now your 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 person on stage as well has i feel like grown i haven't seen you in a long time and you seem a lot more comfortable like the last time i saw you was maybe like a long time ago on tim pizza's 10 minute on a sunday and i feel like you've you're have so much confidence today maybe maybe sure. maybe there's something different going on today i don't know yeah yeah that's fair okay it's confidence. i'm a new person Marcelo, you're killing it. Thanks, bud. The more miserable you become, you're killing it. Yeah, that's true. All right. Now let's yeah. just get happy. Make your lives worse. You'll write more jokes. Now let's just get happy and love comedy. Shut the fuck up, Mauricio. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Moving on. Here we go. Uh, he wasn't here earlier, and then he was, so we're going to put him up, because he was, you know why? Because he was passing out flyers for the comedy festival, so all is forgiven. You guys, right now, put your hands together. It's Mauricio. Oh, my God, yes, yes, yes. You know what I hate about comedy is that comedy's being gentrified. There's a lot of people that act like they're poor, and they're secretly rich. Isn't that fucked up? I met a comedian that is a doctor. You know what happens when she bombs on stage? She goes to the house that she owns. <laughs> no. You know what I do when I bomb on stage? I go hang out with drug dealers and they give me drugs. Too soon, oh, spoiler alert. All right. Uh, one of the biggest things that I learned is uh, the last time you guys met me, I was the nicest guy ever. I'm finally a heel in pro wrestling. Damn, come on, little love, man. Uh, do you guys like Steve Austin? <laughs> I've been acting like Steve Austin all weekend. I've been getting drunk, flipping people off. I got 80, I got like kicked out of like five or six bars. It was weird. And like, what did you do at those bars? I was like, I bought homeless people drinks. <laughs> too soon, too soon. All right, God. I don't get America, I finally don't get America. Uh, the one thing I hate about Oakland and San Francisco is you have white kids telling Latinos, you're not Mexican. There's a piece of shit human being called Daniel Bernahick. She's like, you're not Mexican, quit claiming Mexicans. Fine, I'm Muslim, let's go terrorists. <laughs> this face, I can be Filipino, I can be Native American, I can claim anyone. Uh, they were like, how did you do that show in Seattle at a casino? They're like, I said I was Navajo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, yes, all right. Sorry, guys. Sorry for being too real, San Francisco. I apologize for that, yeah. My favorite rapper is Tupac. Uh, Biggie Smalls is a piece of shit human being. I hate him. I would shoot him again, like, yes. Uh, I'm getting ready to buy a knife to stab all my enemies. Until I get free, I live my life in the past. In the fast lane, got police chasing me. I thought this was Tupac country. It is. Oh, okay, is it? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. San Francisco, you're so confused. You're going nuts. I don't get it. And you don't even read, too. I hung out at the library for eight hours. 
All right, moving on. Too soon. Wow, Jesus, man. Fuck. Fuck my life. Oh. Everybody hates me who I tell them that I love them. It's weird. Yeah. Like when there's this, uh, there's this one comedian that was like, I love you, man. And on stage, he was like, fuck you. He says that 40 times a day to me. And you know what the audience did was? Man, that guy's a dick. All right, too soon. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, San Francisco. Spoiler alert. Um, I like to not do perfect comedy to show how to do comedy. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, okay. All right, uh, my name is Mauricio. Uh, everything that you do in life is bullshit. Uh, I'm from Mexico. I feel that I learned English to tell you how stupid you are. America, I don't get it. You're slowly becoming Nazi Germany, and I better learn to play a piano because Donald Trump wants to kill my people. Oh! Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, and fuck Robin Williams. You know why I'm better than him in comedy? Because I'm still alive. Whoa, I'm still alive. Oh, oh, and my Seahawks won. My Seahawks won. Andrew Holmgren, if you're listening to this, pay attention to your older brother, punk. Oh, what's my critique? What's my critique? That's Maurizio. Yay. Hey, can you criticize me? Andrew Holmgren doesn't listen to Mutiny Radio. I don't need compliments. I like I like people's negativity. If you wanna you wanna swing it around, you have anything to say? Swing that little thing around, Mr. Gallagher. No, no. Wise men, you got anything? You got any wise cracks, wise men? No, it's got nothing to you say. Want my perspective cool. on that is cool. that I saw the movie Hook, and he was a crazy ass white man that told little kids to fight fucking pirates with sticks. I'm like, this is over, buddy. This is over. Rufio's dead. You're a piece of shit human being. Spoiler alert, you know what he did? He killed himself with a belt. Mauricio, <laughs> do you think you could break Rufio's knees? Yes, easily. Okay. I'm Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a knife. Does, hey, uh, does anyone uh, have anything to say? Juan, to Juan Manuel Marquez knocked out the best Filipino fighter easily. Manny Pacquiao, he got knocked out by a Mexican. Yes, I can do this. Will the beast, you changed. You changed. Remember when you yelled at me because I said that you changed? Wow, that's crazy. Insecurities. Take off the gorilla. Just be, just be you, just be you. You know what my Halloween costume was? Me. That's crazy. I did <laughs> does, mushrooms. Does anyone have? Does, does anyone have any comments for Mauricio? He's perfect. He's perfection. Everybody, put your hands together, oh, Mauricio. Thank you. Sixteen years doing comedy. Your next comedian, uh, he has been doing comedy not even 16 months, maybe 16 weeks, but he's a very funny guy, and we like him very much. Maybe someday he'll let me tag him on Facebook. Put your hands together. It's Ian Kung. Hey, how are you guys? I got in a fight with a friend of mine last night. Um, she was saying, hey, you would look really hot if you worked out more. And I said, hey, you'd look really hot if you ate less, which turns <laughs> out is a disproportionate response. Um, she was really upset, and I understand why she's upset, because uh, it sucks to be fat, you know? <laughs> no, it totally does. Like, can't, not a lot of mobility and stuff. No, but I, I grew up a fat kid, you know? Like, in elementary school, I was really fat, and there's, and kids said mean things, like, you remember, like, fatty, fatty, two by four, your parents are getting divorced and no one loves you, you know? Like that <laughs> shit, <laughs> shit like that. And, uh, I don't know, like, anorexia has a bad rap, <laughs> but, 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 like, I, I, I once actually, um, I dated a girl who was fat, keyword was, and, um, 
she and, and turns out like if you're fat plus not eating looks amazing. So I got into this. Oh man, that's so fucked up. But um, I, I tried to I tried to figure out like you know what the whole eating habit was, right? Because I, I still wanted her to eat well, right? And it actually kind of freaked me out to start with. So someday she would come back and she'd be like. Ian, um, I was like, what'd you eat today? And she's like, um, I only ate an apple today, all day. And I'm like, it's a lot of carbs. <sighs> anyway, that's all I wanted to work on. Thanks, you guys. Uh, hey, badass minute and a half. Everybody, give it, that was that was pretty awesome. That was that was a really hot minute and a half. Everybody clap again for Ian Kong. Oh, yes, Ian, Ian. So any comments on stuff? I think that was a hot that was a hot minute and a half. Thanks. You're you're amazing, but never end your time early. <laughs> yeah, it's it was a new joke, and I it's like a lot of you know whatever. Just uh, wanted to just remember how to say just it. Believe in yourself. Thanks, Patricia. You always believe in me. All right, is that it? It's really sweet of you to give up your time. That was really a great joke. It was really stellar. Everybody, again, clap. Ian Kung. Hey man, I'll say, I wasn't offended and I used to have an eating disorder and I've tried to do jokes as a skinny person about fat people and it doesn't work. Because even if I try to preload it with like, I was bleeming for 13 years, people are like, ah, shut up skinny bitch. So it's it's hard to get that across, but I, I laughed at your jokes, so fuck yeah. All right, moving along. Uh, your next comedian, can't tag him on Facebook either. He's wearing a gorilla suit, uh, partially because it's warm, and I think he's changing his name to Will De- Wilderilla. Wilderilla. Everybody put it up for Will the Beast. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to vent. Because, like, you know, last time I did comedy, I had somebody call me Homie the Clown. And I don't know why. Because, like, you know... I said I was homeless. This guy, he, he said he was homeless before, and he basically didn't approve of me being homeless in a gorilla suit. I, I didn't know there was rules to being homeless, but I preferred to do my homelessness in a gorilla suit. These are very warm. And another thing that I've been, uh, I've been told that white people don't experience racism. Is that true? Does anybody know the answer to that one? Is it? Mauricio, what's the answer to it? Let's go. Come on. No, it's a, it's a, we're all one. And the biggest problem is if you're living a free life, everyone hates you. Easy rider. That's why they got shot at the end. See? I didn't see that movie, and thank God he's here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm homeless, and I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter what color you are, you will experience racism if you are homeless. It's designed that way for everyone to experience it. But let me tell you one of the greatest things I figured out about wearing a gorilla suit. Everyone loves seeing somebody in a gorilla suit. So if you are not happy with your skin color or your race, Problem solved. Gorilla suit. That's it. Fucking done. They'll be like, yo, that guy's fucking awesome. Every, all the KK guys, K guys will be like, nah, dude, that guy's black. But he's in a fucking gorilla suit. He's fucking awesome. 
All right, maybe the KKK. I don't know. What else have I uh, seen lately? Hmm. Uh, women have a weird vibe when you're walking behind them in a gorilla suit. You know what I mean? Like some women dig it. Some women are a little nervous. You know, they, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, you know, maybe, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's been a little weird. Uh, do I have like one good joke? That was a question. All right, yeah, I do. Check this one out. Two whales walk into a bar. One whale looks at the other one, says, The other whale looks at him and says, Go home, Larry. You're drunk. <laughs> that kills it. Are you kidding me? I love that joke. This is the best knock-knock joke you'll ever hear, and this one is only for cops. Is there a cop in this audience? I'll do it anyway. Knock-knock. Cop. That's what that smell is? Next time, leave it in the bathroom. Cop poo? Cop poo? You know how long that joke took to... No? They either love it or they hate it, but all cops hate it. All right, I'm out of here. All right, comments? Comments? Wildebeest? Wildewilla? I think you should add some physical comedy to that gorilla suit. Like maybe scratch your back up against a post while you're thinking something to say. Or like scratch yourself in a particularly gorilla fashion while you're talking or something. I like that. Because I always got to scratch myself. Uh, I liked how you did... um you talked about the gorilla thing for a while, and then you started out with women give a weird vibe, and uh, I thought it'd be interesting if you talked about the gorilla thing and then said women get a weird vibe and had nothing to do with being a, in a gorilla suit. That's pretty funny. Like a good mis- that'd be a good misdirection, I think. That is good. Thank you. Thank you. Is that it? All right. Will the bees moving right along? That's great. If you guys, if there aren't comments, it's great. We can move along. We have so many people on the list. Your next comedian, uh, I, I don't even know if he calls himself a comedian anymore. He's an artist now. Uh, he's a fine artist, and you can buy his art from him. Uh, you, I guess at the Sylvan House. I don't know. What's your gallery? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. The Sylvan House. Uh, everybody, get ready to laugh hysterically for Zach Wiseman. Uh, I get high and paint things. I don't think that qualifies. I just get really fucking high and then I paint things. And then I trick people into buying them. That's fucking... Fucking art, baby! Uh, I guess nobody told Mauricio this, but uh, mariachi music is just polka music that the Germans brought over. Oh, that's so fucking funny. That's so funny. You get in with that mariachi. I'm going to do some animal noises. I'm going to do some animal noises, and you can guess the animal, all right? Some animal noises. Everybody? Man! It's a wolf. It's a wolf.
It's a wolf. It's a wolf. It's a wolf. Uh, okay, here's another one. Kaka! Kaka! It's a cow. It's a cow. Okay, here's a uh, here's one. I worked on this one for a while. It's a wolf. It's also a wolf. Hmm. So I didn't write any jokes for tonight. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Hmm. Shut up. Ugh. I legitimately don't like Mauricio, and I wish you'd just never talk to me ever again. Make my. I live with him too. It's fucking horrible. Life is shit. It really sucks. Realizing that one of your strongest talents is uh, drugs. <laughs> like one of the things you're best at is drug use. Cause like my parents taught me that one of the worst things is wasted potential. So I'm not gonna quit, right? I gotta fucking live up to their expectations. And I am good at drugs. Like I can do cocaine and shut the fuck up at the same time. <laughs> Simultaneously. It's lost on like 99% of people. Like most people just do cocaine and they're like, uh, okay, I'll leave it. I'll leave. I'll leave. I'm done. I can do drugs better than Keep clapping. It's Zach Wiseman. That was great. The whole thing, I, I enjoyed it very, very much. The animal sounds. Yeah, contribute something meaningful, Mauricio. Let's hear it. I, I can do drugs better than you. We should You're have so a show. Wrong. Yeah. You're so wrong. All right, let's take it. I almost died. Okay, okay. All right. I, I did so much cocaine one time, I passed out. I did so much mushrooms, I OD'd and was foaming through the mouth and got rushed to the ER. Uh, but I that's did, not I, doing drugs well. I, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you made a mistake. I did 16 hits of acid and went to school. I had one night, I did DMT, mushrooms, alcohol, Cubenzi, okay, your drug dick, Mauricio. Let's see your giant drug dick. <laughs> I'm going to go sober, Zach. You missed it. Zach, you missed it. Zach, you missed it. Zach doesn't care about comments. It was very funny. I West laughed. Coast. I have to put, I have to wipe my eyes right now because there's a little bit of moisture in them from laughing so hard. Uh, everybody, put your hands together. Zach Wiseman. This is actually working out really well because people keep dumping out early, which means we have room for more people. Uh, your next comedian, he's here every week and he takes it seriously. At the, I mean, actually, I think you even take it more seriously than I do. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, he hosts all the time at Doc's Lab uh, up in North Beach. He's a very, very funny man. You guys can see him this Friday on Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse from 8 to 10. It's only $5. He's going to do like 20 minutes or something. It's going to be a lot of fun. Put your hands together. Joey Avery. <laughs> Right. 
Jesus, Zach, that was nice. I think uh, somewhere like deep in your third uh, was the first time I was like, maybe I should try heroin. I don't, I don't know how else you write that joke, and uh, it's pretty out of the box. So maybe I'll strap strap one up. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm I probably couldn't do it. I'm too tired as it is because I partied hard this weekend because it was my yeah. birthday. Woo! It's Yay! my birthday. It's my fucking birthday month. Yes. <laughs> I really did. I had a great time. I, my, my girlfriend's so awesome. She brought party hats and I had a tiara and I was just like a, a little bitch for the whole night. I was just, it's my birthday. Treat me like a princess. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I stayed up till 8 a.m. Uh, drinking and playing Mario Kart because that's how we show that we're becoming a man. That's <laughs> I'm officially becoming an adult, uh, and I won't let go of any of my childish things. Uh, I won't do it. Had a good time. Uh, what else? I um, interesting interesting story actually about my my mom. Um, she has kind of an interesting life story. She uh, like married her high school sweetheart, and uh, at the age of uh, you know, 22, they were married. They had life figured out. At the age of 24, he had a heat stroke and died. Um, and she ended up moving to California to become a yoga teacher. And that story always makes me feel like a bad person, not because it's my fault that he had to die in order for her to move to California to meet my dad, um, but because even when I hear it, I'm like, that dude had to fucking go, all right? It's my time. I beat two million other sperm to get here. You think that dude's a problem? No, all right? I fuck him up. I need to spread my precious artistic material. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's all, it's always a weird thing. I, just, I feel like that's one of those things where I'm always like, yeah, I mean, you never know. Everything happens for a reason. But I only think that because I'm on the good side of it. You know, I think that was definitely a phrase that white people probably came up with. <laughs> the phrase is like, yeah, don't worry. Everything's happening just exactly how it had to happen. Don't worry about it. There's some giant forces at play. Um, <laughs> no other slogans matter. Um... What else? If you guys could live just by a show of woos, if you could live forever, would you do it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think about immortality is kind of an interesting one because there are companies right now that are working, whether it's biotech or downloading consciousness. There are companies that are trying their very best to find ways that we can do that, and that concerns me because I think if immortality existed. Um, we would just all be giant douchebags. I think death is the only reason that we're nice. Everyone would be a douche, especially, I mean, if a tech company figured it out, the sales team would be the most all-star cast of fucking douchebags of all time. And I can say that because I'm in sales and I know I would be. Uh, not that I'm not. But like, just, just be calling dudes up like, yeah, Marty, you want to buy these pills, huh? No? Because I sold a big bottle to Bill and he told me he's going to fuck your wife if you die. That's what I... Um, that's how I'd play it. Got to make that money. Hey, Marty doesn't want to get his wife fucked. We pray off fear, all of us. That's how we live. All right? Thank you, Mauricio. Except for Mauricio, he's a creature of love and, and booze. Um, I don't know. I, we have to change, Mauricio. We must move on, okay? We're trying. I haven't changed. How dare you? You can't change your mind like that. Don't change your mind. You changed. How about that? I change every day. Do you? This is fucking. 
<laughs> this is starting, this is really nice. It's starting to run deep. The subplot of Zach versus Mauricio uh, is even making my set more fun, and I like that. Um, I love you, Joe. I love you, man. Fuck. Well, uh, is there a rest of that joke? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. All right, thank you. Yay, Joey Avery. Uh, we're going to keep comments super quick, and then this is our last comment, and everybody else is just going to get four minutes so that we have time for everybody to perform. Pam, I love comment. you. Uh, mad respect to Pam Benjamin. Yes. God damn it, man. Anyways, very quick. Yeah. I love your jokes. I want to hear more San Diego. All right. Hey, yeah. Joey, good job. I think you got something if you made her make her a hot yoga teacher, you know the hot yoga. Oh God, so there's, there's okay. that's interesting. I, I do need to make it clear that it wasn't my dad who died. Otherwise, the joke doesn't make sense. But yeah, that's it's interesting. Anyone else? Cool. Thank you guys. Yay. Thank you, Pam. Now we're just doing sits. Uh, so everybody gets four minutes. I'll honk you. We're going to have time for everybody. It's going to be very exciting. Just keep paying attention like you have been, being a very good audience, and clap wildly for your next comedian. Put your hands together. It's John Gallagher. No, no, no. Don't, how dare you? Quiet down. This is comedy. How dare you? Oh, guys, but I'm glad. Uh, we're going to live forever. 2016! Yeah! yeah. We're all, no one will ever die. We're not going to die. It's the future, right? Yeah. No one, Mauricio, keep drinking. You're not going to die, bro. <laughs> Drive my car, bro. Nobody's going to die. Uh, I just, I, okay, I like starting off the year saying that because we're going to live forever is genuinely one of my favorite things to say all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't know, just for no reason. Uh, usually when I'm drinking with my friends, especially at a bar, I love to cheers and go, we're going to live forever. Because and uh, no, 100% of the time you'll see somebody cheers that and then just go, ah, like, I'm driving. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why would you, why would you ever think it's okay to say that? And you're like, well, because, yeah, now you're going to die and I'll feel great that I'm a soothsayer. I feel yeah. awesome about that. Mauricio. I'm a, thank you. I'm a sooth boy. I'm a sooth man. Uh, okay, Joe, I'm gonna, uh, you mind if I piggyback on your immortality thing? Uh, so, like, the immortality thing and people being dicks, that's 100% true. Like, you ever think that that's why, like, Greek gods are still somehow, like, more relatable than biblical characters? Because, like, they totally are. Like, at the end of the thing, it's like you, I could never understand why people switch from Christianity to paganism when paganism was so much easier to understand you know what I mean it's like why did Zeus go and fuck this lady in the shape of a cow it's like well because he wanted pussy there we go it's like why did Moses listen to a talking bush because he's retarded like that's all that's all I just like I understood a lot of things like why that happened in Greek Greek mythology more than that happened in the Bible like my favorite one was if you ever know Hephaestus Hephaestus is a smith and then Zeus, because he's just like a big piece of shit, he gave him like Hera, or not Hera, he gave him a Venus to go have sex with. And his, he was just a bitch, like Ares is fucking her on the side. And then like, he got, like Hephaestus is the smith, he gets mad, and he like became crippled because he was like talking shit to his dad, and his dad just threw him on an island, and he couldn't die, so he just sat there with broken legs for like fucking weeks. That's like a famous story in that book. And you're like, you can understand why all those characters did that, and they just went back to work. That's fucking hilarious. They're Greek gods. That's fun. 
Uh, Golden Globes were yesterday, and I have to. This this isn't topical. Or this is topical. I just want to talk about it a little bit. But I get mad because football and Golden Globes are happening at the same time, and everybody that shits on football all the time is now tweeting nonstop about the Golden Globes. They're going Twitter, and I hear these people that go like, "Oh, sports balls happening. Which who scored a fucking home run? Dude, making fun of how stupid football is, and they're live tweeting about how Brad Pitt's sweating or something. It's like, come on." <laughs> Like, we're both masturbating over the same shit, okay? I just like my celebrities to get brain damage instead of gold toys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like, I like my millionaires to make each other retarded to win their money. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it makes me very happy. The other thing, too, about the Golden Globes, and I forget this every year, is that every time the Golden Globes comes around, there's only one person they start talking about. I never understand why. There's an old actress... She's a very famous actress, and it's Helen Mirren. Now, do you guys know? Do you guys know Helen Mirren? So Helen Mirren's like she's like J- Dame Judi Dench, but every single year, the only time anybody ever talks about her is they go like, "Helen Mirren's so old, but fuck, she's so hot still." Like every year, they just go like, "Oh, look at the rack on this fucking sixty-year-old." It's like I want to fucking. So I wish I had those tits. It's the weirdest thing because it's always girls just going like. Oh, that fucking killer rack. It's like, you're doing, this lady has accomplished so much and been in so many great movies. All you can do is like, fucking sweet tits. Like, I don't know. It's, they're all the pro-feminists. I never understand that you can't see the irony in that comment. Okay, I'm done. Fuck you, Mauricio. Yay, John Gallagher. Really funny set. I laughed aloud like at least six times. Uh, your next comedian. Oh, no, there's no more comments because we got it. We gotta, we gotta get everybody time tonight. We're gonna try our best. Uh, our next comedian, she's a stalwart here on Monday nights. Uh, love her so much. New in the comedy scene, but really great writing and very funny lady. Clap wildly! It's Tess Berry. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Thank you. Thanks, Pam. Um, so. Uh, I was, um, I, I ran into someone that I, like an acquaintance from college on the bus today, and we like both couldn't remember each other's names. And um, he was like, oh, is your name Jess? And I was like, no, it's Tess, but that's close. Uh, but it's a funny story though. Um, my now roommate and I were acquaintances in college, and he used to hit on me in the gym and uh, go like, what up, Jess? And like, talk to me. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that that wasn't my name, so for like two years he called me Jess at the gym. And then I ran into him in San Francisco and we were both looking for apartments and I finally had to tell him, like, I had the heart to tell him, you know, my name is actually Tess. And he goes, oh, that's so, that's great. You know, Tess, meet my boyfriend. Um, So he's gay and turns out we were both wrong. (laughs) So you learn a lot. Um, It's it's normal having a gay roommate, but uh, I just got out of, like, being in college and having, like, girl roommates and, like, being, like, and actually getting used to having, like, girl roommates. So sometimes I unfairly treat my uh, male gay roommate like a girl roommate, and I'll be getting ready to go out, and I'll go up to him and say, like, you know, if you're feeling fat, there's, like, a thing that girls do when they get ready. You get ready, and you hate doing it, and I hate being the person who does this, but I always I do it sometimes. You're like, I'm having, like, a fat day, and you put on your top, and then you're like, does this look okay? Do I look good? Like, and all you have to do is just say you look great, you look so skinny. Like, these are that's the script. That's what happens. So I told him, I was like, does this look okay? And he doesn't even turn around. He's like, yeah, it looks great. You look great. You always look great. And I was like, I mean, that's pretty good, but like, but like, look and like, just tell me. And I was like, because sometimes I, I don't know, like, I just feel like, sometimes I feel like I look like Lena Dunham in girls and just like my clothes don't fit and my stomach's hanging out. And he just goes, 
Maybe that's because you sometimes dress like Lena Donovan. No, 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 no. I, uh, nope, 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 I didn't say that. Uh, so I don't ask his opinion on anything anymore. It's been working out great. Um, my uncle constantly puts those memes online of like famous inspirational quotes. And um, they come out, they're just like so perfectly written. But I would really like to sit there when a famous person like, I don't know, FDR or Mark Twain is like trying to the first draft of their quote. Do you think like FDR was like, okay, you guys, you know like when like everyone gets like really scared and then just like everything gets like so messed up because everyone's so scared and like we should just like really be scared of being scared. That's what's going on, you guys. But they're like, I just like word vomited. Like there has to be a better way to say that. And somebody else wrote it. Um, you probably can't tell from this uh, really dude-esque jacket, but uh, sometimes girls um, come up to me and want to be my friend and assume a lot about me and talk to me like I'm gonna have things in common, but I don't. So I have this, this girl at work, like really wants to be my friend and I like wanna be friendly to, with her, but she keeps talking about stuff I have no clue about. Like, she'll be like, uh, oh my God, I went to Whole Foods and they like had like only like four choices of kombucha. Like, I can't even deal with that. Like, oh my God, haven't you been there? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't drink kombucha. <laughs> and then she'll be like, oh my God, Dave in like in the kitchen, like he talks to me, does he like always hit on you? I'm like, no, did I do something wrong? <laughs> like, why why is he hitting on you and not me? And then I just end up feeling bad. But uh, here's something I have a question about, because every time I every time I complain about dating or make a complaint about anything, everyone tries to like solve my problem for me. What did it become that complaining was me asking for people to solve my problems? I don't get it. Like, everything kind of sucks a little bit. Don't tell me I'm doing it wrong. Like, you're wrong. Because I'm complaining, that means I'm doing it kind of right. Or maybe, I don't know, I'm just complaining wrong. Who knows? Uh, yeah, that's good. Um, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> You'll see her very soon. Yeah, probably on Friday at the happy hour or at the brainwash sometime soon. Uh, your next comedian, hey, he hosts Punchline. He does all kinds of things. Everybody loves him. You're going to love him too. Put your hands together. It's Tim Young. Oh, uh, yeah, I've done it like once or twice. Tuesday nights, they don't count. All right. Oh, I've seen you do Sundays. Ah, God damn it. Shit got weird. Uh, I've not done it Sunday at all. But whatever. It's all good. All right, Mauricio, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> they have bookers and shit. Uh, I don't know. This is nice. I haven't been to fucking Mutiny in a minute. Like, all this new art's pretty dope. Like, it's, it's weird because, like, this portrait says Joe Hill, but it's of Ryan Gosling, and it makes no sense. Like, I don't get I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. On New Year's, I got really drunk and I tried cocaine for the first time. I was there. I was there. No, you weren't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get that drunk. I would have remembered. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it was kind of a disappointment. Like, I feel like I was too fucked up to enjoy it. So, like, my New Year's resolution is to try cocaine sober. Like, it's, it's fucking bullshit. I don't know. Uh, oh, man. Thank you, thank you guy in the front. Uh, it's only relevant for another two more weeks and then it's gone. <laughs> Fucking A, isn't that some shit? Uh, I don't know, most people's like New Year's resolution is to like lose 20 pounds. I guess that applies to me, you know, if I enjoy the cocaine, you know? I don't know, <laughs> that's a dumb, dumb tag, whatever. Uh, it's crazy, like everybody who like wooed at wanting to be immortal is the exact same people I don't want to be immortal. It's fucking, oh man, that's mean, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 
I don't know. Like, my brother-in-law isn't around much, which, which like, sucks because I have a niece. So I have to step up and, like, do some of his roles, you know? Like, I've been trying to teach my niece how to cuss. And uh, it's not really working out because, like, she's one. She's still an idiot, you know? <laughs> like, I've been trying to teach her how to say uh, asshole so that way she knows what to call her dad. But uh, the closest she can get right now is saying ah la la la. Uh, so I'm trying to meet her halfway, and I'm trying to teach her how to say Akbar. Because uh, <laughs> if I can teach her how to say Allah Akbar before, her, before my brother-in-law gets back from deployment, oh, my God. <laughs> gonna make my fucking life guys uh i need to get my shit together uh i don't know that's all i'm gonna do tonight i know there's people on the fucking maybe list they want to get up so have a good night guys what a sweet and amazing gentleman he made us laugh and he dumped out early thank you tim young that was really awesome of you to, to gift your time to our next comedian who uh hey he's a stalwart every week he's here every time uh, he has he has a very funny voice and we like him we like him a lot. Put your hands together, everybody, and slap them in a wild clappy like flash. And blah, I've been drinking. Uh, it's Ken Suzuki. Yeah. Yay! My music will start up again. I promise. Yay! We just timed out right. Thank you. Speaking of weak bitches. Too many men out there are turning themselves are fucking weak bitches. I don't know if it's a millennial thing or what. Too many men out there complaining, turning themselves into cucks before they even have a chance to sling dick. Crying excuses like, oh, no one will fuck me. No one will fuck me because I'm too fat or I'm bald or I'm ugly or I'm Asian. <laughs> the fuck? Bitch, I know cripples who are slinging dick like fucking Chamberlain, all right? I got bitches on all fours only wearing leashes, pulling their wheelchair. This ain't some, it's called the game for a reason. It's supposed to be a challenge. This ain't some millennial, everybody's a winner bullshit. No, this ain't fucking soccer. If Stephen Hawking can shoot, roll through two wives, no pun intended, and shoot out three kids, what's your fucking excuse? God damn it. No, fuck you. And this guy, tell you how... Stephen Hawking held it, he held it down. You wouldn't know how righteous his motherfucking dick game was. He couldn't even, he didn't have, he didn't even have magic voice box when he started cheating with his second wife. You know all he could do? Only thing he could, you know how he spoke to his wife? Blinking! Blinking, this is him. All he could do is this. <laughs> and he was still slinging dick, all right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck me, man, I'm a weak bit. Fuck you. I'm getting emotional. I'm sorry, guys. God damn it. I don't know. It's all, it's... Like, you get a little feeling of anger inside, and it just, like, wells up, and you literally lose your ability to speak. I don't know. The thing is, man, like with all games, there's a cheat code, and it's called the Internet. If you cannot get laid in the age of the internet, then I got no fucking sympathy for you. You need to, you need to go on a mushroom trip and then take a long, hard look in the mirror. Because it's not them. It's you. You can, it is easier to hook up. Because the net's got something for everyone now. It is easier to customize your hookup than it is to pick out a pair of clothing in the morning. It's like you got a fucking checklist. Height. Hair color, race, 
Wait, fetish. There's something for everybody. If I can find somebody, if I can find people willing to be tied down on a bench, blindfolded and gagged, and have water poured over their head like they're getting fucking drowned, you can find someone who's willing to fuck you. Maybe even love you. But I guess it's all about perspective. To some people, it's waterboarding. To me, it's foreplay. Now, for those of you in this audience that don't know what waterboarding is, it's considered an illegal form of torture and interrogation by the international community. And we, as a nation, are despised for doing it. It's so hot. <laughs> and say what you will, say what you will about waterboarding foreplay. It really gets them wet. Because nothing, nothing moistens the panties like a human rights violation. And these bitches are willing to pay me. Now, all I'm saying, self-pity, not religion. That's the real opiate of the masses. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Tell us the truth. Ken Suzuki. Yes. Going into uncharted territory with waterboarding foreplay. Never thought I would hear those two words together. I have now. I will never unforget it. Uh, let's hear what our next comedian has to say. Uh, I, I love your last name, and I want to do a silly pun on it and be like, he's so quirky. Put your hands together. It's Matthew Quirk. I didn't realize it was me. So... I got back together with Tinder recently. You know, we used to date like a year ago, but it was crazy back then, so we broke it off. But I was lonely. I ran into her at a cafe. She talked me to, you know, taking her back. But I was like, you know, things have to change. It can't be like last time. You know, no more prostitutes. No more unrealistic expectations. No more crazy demands like must be 5'10", must have shit together, must be, you know, own his own house, must be career-oriented. I mean, if that guy's on Tinder, I have no hope. But, <laughs> but she convinced me, you know, it wouldn't be like that anymore. But I don't know, guys. I, I think I made a big mistake. After a couple of months of being together, it's really just, you know, prostitutes and unrealistic expectations and fat chicks who flat out ask me how fucking tall I am and then say you're too damn short and dump me. So I don't know. But I, you know, I miss the action, so I keep her around. I keep her around. So I'm still with Tinder. <laughs> Got that going on. All right, that's all I got on Tinder. Yeah, woo. Uh, so usually I get political up in here, and I want to get longer into this, so I'm just going to get fast and furious into my racially charged political stuff here and mostly talk about guns and the whole fucking craziness of the whole gun debate. And I think there's one thing we can learn from this militia they got up in Oregon is that these guys really need to admit, if they really want us to believe their stories and the, their lives... They have to admit that they're fucking cowards. That all the rationale behind guns is just driven by fucking cowardice. I mean, a gun is for self-defense? Who, who believes that? Who thinks that? 
goddamn nobody, right? It's not for self-defense. What are you gonna do, like quick draw the fucking gun out of the other guy's hand or something? Or shoot the bullet out of the sky as it's coming toward you? I mean, how's a gun for defense? We all saw Karate Kid, right? And we all saw Karate Kid too, right? Where Miyagi goes back to get that chick that's been hanging out in a, in a hut waiting for him rather than date the other rich guy in Okinawa. She was just waiting for Miyagi, a little gardener. Realistic. Anyway, those two guys were like high school enemies. And the dude was like gonna come punch him. And Miyagi's just standing there and something happens and distracts the guy so he couldn't punch him. And uh, Daniel-san is all like, oh Miyagi, he was gonna punch you. Like, what are you gonna do? And Miyagi's like, motherfucker, sand, sand, block, motherfucker. I was gonna block. What are you, an idiot? What do we do all summer? Block, wax on, wax off, sand, sand, block. And that's what I gotta say to these guys with gun control. Guns aren't for defense. That's like, defense is like ducking, running away, negotiation. Comedy sometimes is, you know. I know it's not manly, but that's what I got to say about guns for now. Thank you. Yay! Well, Matthew Cook has things to say about guns. Clap for him, yeah. Your next comedian has come all the way from Germany. Germany, you guys! Put your hands together for Ingrid! Yay! Hello, yes, my name is Ingrid. I just came to San Francisco. And um, so at the airport, uh, at customs, they didn't question me. They uh, directly accused me because they thought I was going to work here legally. And I, I, don't, I don't know, man, should I be scared now that every time I go on stage, custom officials will sit in the audience and be like, dude, that German girl, she's stealing the open mic spot from an American. <laughs> should I be worried? Because, I mean, they're going to throw me out the country. I'm no citizen, right? But I do, I do, I do admit my, my passport looks suspicious. I have stamps from all over the globe in it because I used to work on a cruise ship as a bingo host. <laughs> I was called Bingrit <laughs> by my 80-year-old audience. So, you know, like working on a cruise ship sounds all awesome. It's not. Everywhere you go, it looks the same. It's misery and disease. <laughs> and then try to get off the ship. Yeah, um, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, ooh. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, he invited me. I didn't know this place existed, right? So I was. All day. I got wasted for all of you. Yeah, so I was walking by here. I was on a walk and I saw you guys opening up this thing. I was like, what is this? The prison? I don't know. <laughs> so he was. So he was like, "This is the best comedy show." I'm like, "I'm like, I, I like that confidence. Like, if I had the best show in the world, I wouldn't be like, it's the best show.' It's like, no, whatever, don't come. It's it's okay. I'm just doing, you know." But he was like, "It's the best show. So thanks for for having me here." And uh, when I said goodbye to you, I was like, "Goodbye," and he was like, "Dirk Nowitzki." <laughs> I. I think that should be a legit way of saying goodbye <laughs> at anywhere. I thought that was pretty cool. He's almost good. Yeah, he's almost what? good. <laughs> well, well, so um, 
just to to sum that up, um, the the officials at the as a, at the passport control, they were like um, engaging me in a small talk about the 49ers. And look, I don't know to that point what the 49ers were because I'm not into football. I know it's called the World Series. No one cares outside America, you know. So. <laughs> So he was engaging me in a conversation. I was too proud to admit that I had no idea. You know, I'm trying to faking that American accent, but you know, I'm just like, I was ashamed to not know what he was talking about. It was like 49 bingo numbers. I don't know. <laughs> so um, in the end, he was, um, wanted to check my phone. I was like, is that even legal? But I was like, whatever, it's all in German, you know? So I gave my phone away. And those five officials were like all standing around my phone, like going through all my text messages. And you're like, yeah, yeah, oh my God, yeah, yeah, we can totally, we can totally see, yeah, she's German. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. You've been very nice. Thanks, guys. Keep it going for Ingrid, all the way from Germany. I hope she gets like a good nanny job or some good tech job and then you get your visa and then you get to stay here forever. Hooray. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he is not the he is not Rory Henze. And when I saw him write down his name, I'm like, oh my God, Rory Henze's still alive? No. He's a Rory that I've been seeing on the internet that has two last names. Am I correct? You're a hyphenated man. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Rory. Thank you. Hi. Joke workshop. Yeah, we were hearing uh, some stuff about fetishes. Not really into that. <laughs> I gotta tell you folks, and you might see this sweater here and you think, you know, no, really not. <laughs> I'm not, folks. I'll tell you how, how awkward I am. I usually put my uh, wallet in my back left pocket, put it in my back right pocket. I was getting a little queasy, folks. It's like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> it's in the wrong pocket. Can't handle it. That's not gonna work. <laughs> Uh, let's see, I want to do some, some new jokes. So I'm actually from the Bay Area, uh, but I've never really been across the Golden Gate Bridge. You guys ever walked across the Golden Gate Bridge? Oh, it's pretty yes. cool. Yeah, yes. It's big. Uh, it's famous for many reasons. One is that people commit suicide off it, Aww. right? Um, and it wasn't designed for that, but you'd think it would be, right? Like, <laughs> it was built in the Great Depression. Right. If ever there were a time period where people would be committing suicide, it would be, you know, in the 30s. But no, they have this nice low railing. Chuck yourself off, no problem, right? Here's what's funny about it, though, right? So you're walking from San Francisco, and there's the low railing part, right? Like, right as you get across, and you're 200 feet up, but there's no uh, suicide fence, because it's rocks, right? So I guess people are going to commit suicide. They look at the rocks, like, no, nah, that's going to be too painful. <laughs> I'm going over the water. And then, and then you get there, and then there's actually the, the proper fence. And then you have to keep walking, and then you can do it. <laughs> so I don't know what the point is. Like, it's for people who want to commit suicide, but they don't want to do it over rocks, and they're too lazy to keep walking over the main part of the, of the bridge. <laughs> kind of weird. Here's the other thing, I think, uh, that's funny about the Golden Gate Bridge, right? And people do commit suicide, and it's terrible, and there's a hotline. But you look out, it's absolutely gorgeous view, right? You got San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley, the whole, it's absolutely gorgeous. So you look at this and you think, yeah, I'm making the right call, plunge over. Because, <laughs> right, it doesn't make sense. Why would you see that view and then commit suicide? I feel like we really need those suicide fences where they really belong, right? It's like around a cornfield in Iowa. 
That's where you need those fences, right? It's like, oh, God, not another cornfield. Boom. People just keep going in cornfields and killing themselves. It's horrible. I don't know. Uh, thanks. Uh, all right, here's another new joke. I am uh, taking public transit, and with, as Donald Trump would say, the losers. <laughs> but come on, you got to be honest, right? They're not our finest people on public transit. But here's, so I'm on public transit. I have a master's degree. I think I'm pretty smart. I'm not drunk. And I feel like, by the way, if you're taking public transit, you should be drunk. Otherwise, you should drive. But... Uh, so I'm saying, like, all right, I gotta be, I, I can't figure out how to use public transit. I can't get off on the right stop. I can't get on the right line. I am one of these losers, folks. <laughs> I am confused by the bus system. Thanks. The Rory with the last two nails. I love Muni. I love that you talked about it. Our next comedian, he has a show here every Sunday night from 10 to midnight. It's amazing. It's called Old Soul Radio. He is hilarious, and he is a talented young man, and we're excited to have him as a part of MutinyRadio.fm. You guys clap like he's the brother from another mother. It's Mike Evans Jr. Hello, hello. I love you, man. Man. All the way over here, I was talking to my buddy about why I do stand-up, and uh, I like to think that doing stand-up is like doing a service a little bit. Like, I kind of want to stop racism with, with stand-up, you know? Like, I want to stop racism, but white people are really hard to kill. It's, that's, that's, that's the tough part. And like, racism is fun, though, too. It gets me laid all the time. I love... I love going to parties just full of white, like rooms like this, where I'm the only black person, and it's like, there's that one girl, maybe from Germany, that's like, that's like, I really wanna fuck a black guy, but there's just none here. You know what I'm saying, Martin Luther King? You know what I'm saying? Ah, but, um, but yeah, the other day, I turned 21. I turned 21 years old, it was fun. I turned 21 years old on January 1st, and I went to my first bar in Pacifica. For those, yeah, right, terrible first. Yeah, it was, my friend was performing a show in Pacifica, and I had to go with him, right? But, so I go out there, and there's these two girls checking me out, right? It's two white girls just looking at me, eyeing me down. They're just like, ooh, it's a black man over there. And then, like, I walk over there, and I talked to this girl, and she's like, hey, you know me and my friend, we have jungle fever. And I got to pretend like that's not offensive, right? <laughs> so, like, so I'm just chilling there. I'm just like, yeah, for sure, jungle fever, that's cool, all right. So that's so what you want to do. And she was like, let's go outside. So I went outside, and I started making out with her instantly. And I was like, damn, like, so what is it about, like, about me that, that got you attracted to me so much? And she was like, you know, you have really pretty hair, and, like, I just like to touch it, and I just, me and my friend kept talking to each other. I said, you know, you're just, you're just like a pretty ass nigger. Whoa. <laughs> she literally said that with a hard R and everything. That's not even, yeah, it's not even, it's not even a joke. That's literally what she said to my face. And, and I, I, I sucked her titties right afterwards, so it was okay. But like, in my head, I didn't know if I was a good person or not. Like, I didn't know that, like, maybe I should have just been like, nah, I can't hook up with you, I have standards, but I don't really have standards, you know? 
I don't. For some reason, they put like a lock on Tinder. You were talking about Tinder earlier, right? Doesn't it suck that they have a lock now? You can only like so many people at a, at a time. They do without paying, and I run that shit dry every time. Every, I'm just swiping. Like I fuck all types of women, big, small, fat. Sometimes dudes, you know, just anything that's just pretty easy. You know what I'm saying, Freeman? Yeah, it's a good time, man. I like getting with white women too now that I'm older because they start to realize that like our stereotype is like the big dick thing, which comes in handy for sometimes, but not all the time because my dick isn't big at all. It's pretty small, so I'm like disappointing a lot of girls at a time. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's pretty tough. So, but um, let me see. White girls, my penis, pretty ass nigger, Martin Luther King. Those are my jokes for tonight, guys. Have a good night. Mike Evans Jr., listen to Old Soul Radio. Uh, Sunday nights, 10 to midnight. We have time for one last comedian, and we're going to get him in. Here we go, everybody. And then everybody should stay tuned for FTW, Forever Two Wheels. I've been telling small children on the street, four wheels bad, two wheels good. And every time he sees a motorcycle, I'm like, motorcycles are cool, aren't they? And they are. So you guys should uh, download FTW as well uh, as Joke Workshop, your last comedian of the night. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Ian Levy. All right. Yeah, thanks, guys, for hanging out and um, staying and stuff and listening to my jokes. Um, I, uh, I work in uh, the food industry, and that's not very healthy because honesty is important to me. And I feel like there isn't really anywhere that's more dishonest than the food industry because you have to, no matter what anyone says, you know, whenever they're like, oh, how's your day going? You just automatically have to say, oh, my day's good. How's yours? And it doesn't matter because it, be, it would be nice. Like, I, I got to go to France for a little while, and it was nice because they're, very, they're more honest there. So if you go into, like, a little cafe or something and go, like, oh, hey, can I have a croissant? They'll be like, oh, do what you want. You're going to die alone. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> and... But yeah, so so once I just wanna I, I wanna do it that way, and you know when someone says how's your day going, I wanna start with the the sigh, cause that's how only people who start their sentence with a sigh are telling the truth. If they're like oh you know my day is good, then you know they're probably lying. But if like let me tell you something, so so just once when someone says how's your day going, I wanna say um, you know to be honest, not so good. I'm feeling kind of hungover because I was drinking too much last night. I was drinking too much last night. And I'm not sure how I'm gonna pay my rent next month because I keep spending all my money on booze because I have a problem. And I keep turning to alcohol because my ex is getting engaged and I've never felt more alone in my life. Was that a soy chai latte you had? Do you wanna, was that? Was that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Um, but I think, I think also you can't, it's not just a matter of you not being able to tell the truth, it's the customers you have to just kind of take their crap, basically, their whatever they say. And it's weird to me, the, the kind of, the things, the people, how they pick their battles. Where I used to, there, there's the cafe I work at, when you order food, because there's like a whole menu, you get free bread with anything, right? Free bread with whatever, if you get a real meal. And there was this group of women that came in one day, and one after another, you know, they came up to me and I said, oh, what kind of, what kind of bread do you want? And they said, no bread, no bread, no bread. No bread, and it got to the last lady, and she 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 like got in my face. Was like, I don't even eat bread. 
and that's you know there's like a lot of problems with the world so why why get angry about that one you know like what is her life like is she waking up in the morning and turning on the news it's like you know um a drone strike today killed four children in a hospital you know change the channel and then it's uh global warming is causing hurricanes in haiti and then, uh, once again, another policeman, a white policeman, has killed a black man and is not going to be indicted. And then she changes the channel and it's like, someone wants to sell you bread. And she's like, ah, fuck that shit. That's my battle. That's where I'm fighting. Um, okay, so I think I decided once to finally make a stand for it. And this, this did actually happen at the cafe I was working at. These two women came in. And they were, they were talking about anti-vaccine. They were anti-vaccine and said, you know, they, they were both talking about how uh, vaccines are really a problem and no one should get them. And I, um, that, that kind of bugged me. And I, I just told them straight out, I said, I'm actually uh, pro-vaccine. And to make an argument, one of the women said, um, what, uh, do you have any children? And I said, no, I don't have any children, but I also don't have polio. So, you know what, I think I'm pretty good on the vaccine stuff. Okay, guys, thanks a lot. Yay! Yay! That's the end. That's the end of the joke workshop. Thank you guys for being here. Stay tuned next for FTW Forever Two Wheels and uh, and the fish song David Bowie because it's my favorite David Bowie song. Bye, everybody. Bye. Insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. 
From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, is, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Muni Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and muniradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to turn to me. Hey! 